Chopper Suit Convos, we back. It's a long time coming. Basically, hey, our first guest, Soli Wright, the show probably wouldn't have existed without him because I met Jamal through him. Hey, man, and then the rest is history. Let's Quay give it up for the honorable uh, brother, Quasi. <laughs> Damn, they gave me the whole round of applause and everything. Yeah, what's going on, man? <laughs> I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy to be here, bro. I've yeah. been, uh, I've been, I've been sitting here li listening to everything that you guys been doing the last couple of months, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to contribute, bro. Hey, I appreciate that for sure. Now, Kwasi, do you remember how we met? How you and me met? Yeah. I don't even remember the exact story. I just know that it was it was in church, man. Yeah, it was in church. We were Check. fighting over a white woman. Oh man. <laughs> Uh-oh. Living up to the conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, we were fighting over a white girl. Oh, what's her name? No, um, her last name's No. Yeah, yo, this thing. Yeah, don't be ashamed to admit it. It's okay. We was, we was, we was like five years old. We was like, I want to know, I want it. Yeah. And then Uncle sent Tim shout out. He said, man, what y'all fighting over? Y'all should be friends. And we was like, oh, okay. And that's how it started, bro. Exactly, See? man. Exactly. Damn, I, I, I actually blocked that that part of the story <laughs> out of my memory on some real shit. <laughs> yeah, but it was focused. Like, I forgot her first name. Shout out to her, though. But when we all graduated high school, class of 09, Posse, of course, going to Syracuse. I went to Norfolk State, shout out, and she went to MIT. So, you know, we all did our thing. Damn. Yeah, shout you out see, to Norfolk you, State. You, you, see, you see Dan was still tracking the movements long yeah. after church ended? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Definitely. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Norfolk State. You know, I'm an alumni of that. You know. He is, he is. Two years. Whoa, look at him smiling. <laughs> Spartans, behold, baby. But yeah, Kwasi was my introduction to the Ghanaian community. You know what I'm saying? Even though I don't know if he never ever gave me no jalof. I, I don't think he ever gave nah, me no jalof though. Whoa. No, you 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 definitely had you definitely there's no way, man. I know I had some um I remember we had some white rice once and it was like this real spicy like paste like sauce that goes over it, and you were telling me like chill, don't get too much. It's like it's spicy, like you sure you want more, it's real spicy. I definitely remember that. That was fire. Yeah, yo. Now you, you definitely you, you definitely had no nah, he's I think he's just talking about like regular like right rice and stew, but you definitely had jalof at some point, bro. There's every every single person that I've ever been like real cool with, my mom has given them a plate of jalof at one point or another. That's literally just the way the only way that she knows how to move. Yeah, I remember I used to go over Kwasi's house after school. He used to have like these bomb ass um pop tarts. I think they was like small flavors. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to like he used to be like bro like only got like two left like, like let me get one real quick he'll put them joints in the toaster Sick. yeah man those are those are some crazy times man for sure now back then Kwasi a he Kwasi Kwasi I forgot we have to Kwasi Kwasi Bwedi okay exactly you know I had to, all right once you know you know you know what it was after getting after leaving Virginia and going to a place that was even whiter than that, I had to cling so hard onto all, all of the like least white aspects of myself, right? So for yeah. one, it was like, yo, I need niggas to start pronouncing my name the 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 right way. Yeah, that all the um like all the like DC sports and shit that I was like a fair weather fan of when I left like I had to grapple onto them shits even you embrace more that so. disease oh I I had I had to fam like yeah, I'm surrounded cool. I'm surrounded by like New England Patriots fans yeah. Knicks fans and everything else it's like nah I had to and, and granted I wasn't like walking around like beating my chest like nah what about Jason Campbell though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you ever a Wizards fan I'm a I'm a silent partner, you no, know. True. I, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's a lot wrong with it, but I'm, I'm yeah, not even it's, trying to. It's, 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 bro, it's not what, as bad as being a Commanders fan. It's not nah, as bad, but there's I think there's few things worse in sports, and this is from the perspective of like 
a nigga that's been rooting for them regrettably. Like Dan quit. I'm still I'm still sitting in the back of the of the the bandwagon or whatever. It's not too many niggas left with you know with seats on here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I can come back, but I mean, yeah, it's it's too geeked because right now how it's set up. I watched the games and I told y'all I left the Wizards. I was in Jamal's basement and we was watching the 2019 draft. Me, Jamal, D'Lo, Jamar, and they picked Rui Hachimura over Cam Reddish in the first round. And in the second round, they took Admiral Schofield over Bo Bo. And I was so disgusted. That's when I was like, hey, I, I saw Andy Grunfeld for over a decade with this nonsense. I'm not about to see white Tommy Shepard do this. I'm out. That's like I gave up the uh, commanders when RG3 second season, he rushed back and was ugly. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't want to support Kirk Cousins. I'm cool. And that's when he started his soccer love. I've been a soccer fan. Quincy will attest. I used yeah, to- nah, Dan, 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 Dan was up on that FIFA heavy. Hand my brother, hand him, hand him my brother, crazy L's. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Kwame, man. He used to play the uh, career mode with Valencia, Pablo Amar. I remember these things, man. Come on, man. No, don't play with me. I've been a soccer fan. I used to watch Channel Fifty Six with my brother. We used to watch Bundesliga Serie A on Wednesday nights, eating spaghetti. You don't know about that lifestyle, man. <laughs> I was living a European lifestyle, lawyer, man. Watch out. But okay. hey, I gotta say something that Quincy, his family, blessed me in so many ways. My first nice city, Quincy gave it to me. Streets disciple. Uh, one of my birthdays, his family gave me $50 uh, gift card of Best Buy. I got three CDs. I got Nas Hip Hop is Dead, Scarface The Fix, and Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet. So we got to talk about Nas because <laughs> he's on fire right now, you could say. Well, four albums in about two and a half years. Yeah, if you count the, the Magic Joint. Yeah. Four albums in about two and a half years. He won his first Grammy for King's Disease. King's Disease 3 came out last week. Jamal. And he has has dreads now. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Go ahead. You're a guy that's been, you know, you didn't even know the album was coming out. (laughs) Hey, that's because I don't really pay attention to rap that much. That's all. Oh, no, you do. But not really, not really. 21 no, Savage said Nas is irrelevant. Before we get into the album, let's talk about that. What is relevance to y'all? And to was me, 21 correct or incorrect? I think 21 is incorrect because Nas is like a he's like a he's not even just a rapper, he's like a musical artist. I feel like people who aren't conventional rap fans come to see Nas of all walks of life, all races. Of course, he's not like competing with Lil Baby and Glorilla and like Lil Uzi and all them, but I believe that his career is possibly more healthier than theirs now in some ways. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it it really does come down to like how you define relevant, right? Because like, for instance, I, I, was, I was in New Orleans last week. I wasn't going to go outside and hear niggas bumping King's Disease 3, even though it just came out like that day. But is that is that to say that it's not relevant? I think it really just comes down to like how how we actually want to define that term, you know, because I guess the, the way I see it, like I, I, under, I actually understand where 21 was coming from, even though I don't agree. Com- I don't agree with it completely because it's like, yeah, Nas, you're not going to go outside to a club or you know, I'm not going to walk down certain spots in, in the city and, and hear Nas blasting from a car, right? But if you're going to talk about a dude that's putting out some of the better music in what's been a really, really long catalog in the last, like, three to four years that's actually critically acclaimed, like, there's a different type of relevance that, that comes with that, I think. Sure, yeah. And see, I would say... 21, in his perspective, like you said, it all depends on what relevancy means to you. In 21's case, he was talking about 
Nas isn't relevant in the major leagues. You know, Nas, when he drops, he does his thing. He's what we call a legacy act, you know? He's an adult contemporary rapper right now. He's a guy that is for the 30, 35 and up audience. We know that when Nas comes, he's going to do his numbers. He, but he's not competing with everybody else. Like right now, him and Glorilla are paced to each sell about 28,000 the first week. But we know it's all relative, right? Glorilla is seven months into her career two hit singles already nominated for a Grammy. She's trying to build a fan base. While Nas, he says he's 30 summers in his career. So you could say from his peak popularity to now, there's 28,000 diehard Nas fans left. Compared to Glorilla is building up her fan base, 28,000 so far. And as we know in streaming numbers, a lot of those are based off old songs, you know, like tomorrow too, like FNF, like Bless. Wait, wait, is she is she really only slated for twenty eight thousand with with yeah. FNF? Yeah, no. because you know they cook the numbers. You know they cook the numbers, and it's an EP, so it's like seven to nine songs. So they're trying to make sure that like the sales for singles don't overpower streaming numbers like you used to. You know they're always doctoring it. Uh, yeah. But see, you used to work at Billboard. You could fill a center on that maybe in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, the youngsters, <laughs> and the youngsters don't really buy music because they're so accustomed to streaming as well. Sure, yeah. But um, with relevancy, I think Nas, he is to an older fan base, but in the major leagues of rap, like we've talked about this before, Jamal, what are the major leagues? What are the minor leagues? Because everyone... It's convoluted when you say, uh, like West Side Gun, for example, he said the underground people say he's mainstream, but mainstream people say he's underground. So there is like, you know, it is weird because there's people on major labels that are also like still trying to build a buzz. Like is Freddie Gibbs a major league artist? Nah, right? So, but he's not yet. Yeah, not yet. But he's signed to a major label. He's been nominated for a Grammy. So that's why it's like, all right, if he's not relevant, he does similar numbers to Nas, then is Nas relevant in the major league scheme? Nah. I guess I guess it's like, so when I hear you say that, it, make, it makes me think like, is there only one way to be relevant, right? True. Because my thing is like, when this, when this when this conversation even came to mind, the first place my meant the first place my mind went was like currency. Like currency is literally the king of of the underground, like undisputed king, right? Like there's so I'd be hard pressed to believe that he's not relevant at all. Like, granted, he's relevant in a specific in a specific sphere for sure. Yeah. But like, you know, obviously when it's gonna when you're gonna compare him to the Migos and Drake and, and 21, Kodak, everybody else, like that's that's a, a whole different a whole different conversation. Yeah. But I just feel like there has to be there has to be more than one understanding of what it means for some shit to actually be relevant because not everybody's playing the same game either way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true, but that's the thing. It's like you're right. They're all not playing the same game, but they all want the same results. They all want to be number one. They all want to be as big as possible, but they all yeah. understand that it's not, you know, sometimes based on what they do, it's not going to pop because all of these guys, Currency, he signed major label contracts. Griselda signed a Shady. All these guys, uh, Freddie is on Warner. Like all these guys signed major label contracts because they all want to be on. They all want to be number one. So they all try, but for some reason, it doesn't work for others. For some, it does make them get an algorithm. Like even Nas, he talked about it like on the outro, he's not in the algorithm and he's not commercialized. Like he knows he's not playing the game anymore. He's doing his own thing. So he's basically admitting, yeah, I'm not in the race. So that's why, like, like you said, yeah, currency is relevant. But he's not in the race either. No one will ever say he's rapper of the year, best rapper alive. 
But we'll say he's dope. We like him. To me, it seems like the race is mainly people who make like party music. And it's not really like how it was in the past where there was kind of more of a balance. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it seems like to me. Like the, all the major league people that you mentioned are very like street. Their music is very like street oriented or like party club songs. Mm. Like, all right, Quincy, who would you say was the rapper of the year last year? Rapper of the year last year? Yeah. Complex, for example, you know, they do best rapper alive every year. They said it was mm-hmm. Tyler. I would I would actually I would probably agree with Tyler, only because I feel like for you to get that rapper of the year nod, like you gotta have the balance between like doing some work that people really respect that's also gonna do numbers. There has to be like kind of both sides of the equation there. And yeah, Tyler definitely has kind of been hovering around that rapper of a year type category where he's putting out this critically acclaimed stuff between, um, what was it, e- Igor? Yeah. Yeah, Igor and, you know, obviously getting the, and obviously getting the awards that came behind that, doing the numbers beating out Khaled and Khaled getting real, real salty about that shit. Mysterious. <laughs> yeah, but hey, Jamal would say, Jamal said it wasn't Tyler, and I kind of agreed, because I was like, I mean, I don't really know any of the songs. It is kind of mysterious music. Like, see, he's another one that he doesn't get, he doesn't play the game, but he's in the game. Like you said, he won a Grammy for Best Rap Album, and his album wasn't a rap album. He sang the whole time. And he was even upset about winning <laughs> best rap album for an album yeah. where he didn't rap. So, you know, hey. But then he comes back with the Gangsta Grills, and that joint was hard. I like the song with NBA Youngboy. A lot of people did, too. You know, with Uzi. Yeah, the joint with Uzi was cool. Uh, Will Sure, the eight-and-a-half-minute song. Like, the album was good. Cole's album was good, too, the off-season. He was another one that I would say was up there, but I don't know. It, it probably does have to be Tyler because if it's not, then it's Cole. Like, wh- who would you say was the rapper of the year last year, Jamal? You already, you already know. I, I um have no idea who was the rapper of the year last year. Just say and be a young boy and look straight. I guess it could be him, <laughs> but you know, you know what I believe. Like, I feel like the last like three, four years, um, it's been hard for me to like say who's the rapper of the year. Like how it was easier for me to say that in the early 2010s, mid 2010s, definitely in the 2000s. But in the last four years, I feel like the it's it's harder for me to say, oh, this person is the rapper of the year because there's so many different artists now. So many different rooms, you know, what I mean, that they play to. There's a lot of different rooms. And then I think I think another aspect of that question got hard to answer because usually when you were trying to answer the question you already knew you already had an idea of like who the four or five candidates were and usually it's whoever like the mount rushmore of that like particular era right it was like okay like we heard we heard 50 on get richard die try and say like okay well i'm competing for the top so it's basically me against biggie jay-z and nas and I feel like of late, the people that are kind of at the top, if you want to say that trinity of Drake, Kendrick, and Cole, they're not doing shit in like a conventional enough way where we're able to like constantly compare them against each other and be like, okay, well, this person, this person edged it out this year. Like Drake is always around, always on, but then like one in the race. Cole does shit on his own time. Mm-hmm. Kendrick, I mean, we saw what Kendrick did this year. Like he, in my opinion, put out didn't even put out an album that he intended for niggas to listen to more than like three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of harder to like, you know what I'm saying, have like a unanimous yeah. feel about one person or another. And they don't really it doesn't seem like they can really compete really. They're just doing their own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, like um Drake is the only one in the race. He's the only one that drops every year. He dropped two projects this year. He dropped the a dance album, which I really like. And then he dropped Her Loss with 21. And that joint's good too. So 
hey, he's the only one that's trying to be in the race. Cole, he's cooling. Uh, you know, Kendrick, he's finding God. He's finding himself. God bless. You know, I hope he... Wait, see, how do you, how do you feel about Kendrick and Cole? How do you feel about Kendrick and Cole not giving us a collaboration? Or like <laughs> a throwaway or nothing yet? I'm, I, 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 I was pretty hurt about that shit, only because I obviously I was hyped when... Because when, when were they supposed to do that? Like 2014, 2015? <laughs> Or actually, no, those those rumors started like 2011. Yeah, like 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I would have wanted it a couple of years ago, though, is the thing. Like, I don't know, after the, after the joint that Kendrick just put out, now I'm not even sure, like, what a Kendrick and Cole collab would sound like. Like, if Cole kind of goes Kendrick into just, like, rap getting back to just like rapping for the sake of rapping and on on some like control verse type shit then i'm i'm here for it same but i i feel like he's not even trying to like play that game anymore like when after i heard that album i was like oh yeah like kendrick's not even like thinking of him like he's rapping but he's not even looking at himself as a rapper anymore he's kind of like i already won this rap shit now let me move on and like try to do something that's just artistic I, I i don't even know how else to put it yeah he told us he was gonna smoke on top fives and then he gave us a therapy album so you know <laughs> <such a trick. laughs> but that, that shit really got me mad as hell <laughs> what smoking on your top five? Oh, because you understand how like how you go away for five years five years come back like that get everybody ready thinking that you're ready to like come back and and reaffirm the fact that you're like the king of this whole shit and then and then that's what you do granted like you know he's like an artist artist right like he needs the space to to make whatever feels natural and right for him at that moment it just wasn't what i was looking for after a five-year hiatus personally yeah yeah well you know sorry we'll see maybe he just gave TD a trick bag on on the last album he owed them <laughs> and then he's gonna show us what he really wants to do because let me try to find this this is um something that came up online I don't know if it's true or not but well, let's just pretend it's true all right now this brother yay he's been doing a lot of things right now but we're gonna focus on the good he's done he tried to destroy Nas and he tried to sh- to destroy Hit Boy, and he created this union. If y'all don't remember, Hit Boy was signed to you know, a good music. He was producing for other artists. Ye got mad and tried to blackball him. Then, what 2018? He tried to drop an album every week to bother Drake. He tried <laughs> to do Nasir. And he said he tried to sabotage, you know, Nas's career for Jay Z. So let's let's see, let's see, let's go. Wait, is 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 that like a is that just like an understood fact? Oh yeah, <laughs> we know what's going on. You don't think he loves Nas? He said he's no, a shot. He no, said he's no. a shot town nigga with a Nas flow. Yeah, yeah, it was a lie. Let's let's check this out. <laughs> this is the allegations. So supposedly someone from Nas's camp was on Twitter Spaces. And talked about, you know, the the tragedy that happened behind the Nasir album. Because you see, this is the first. I, I know Jay-Z told him, hey, yo, tell him to name the album after himself. <laughs> and then have it be the worst <laughs> album in his whole fucking yeah, catalog. Yeah. The worst <laughs> album is your name. Yeah, that's what they did. So yeah, this is what happens. Supposedly, Kanye prioritized Pusha's album the most. And basically, <laughs> Nas was the GOAT, so he didn't really need to coach him up. Then he didn't start sending Nas beats until four days before the album dropped. And the reason why the album was delayed a day because Nas was still recording songs, even on the way to the listening party. <laughs> Nas was livid, told Ye, what are you doing? You got me in a bad place. Ye was just like, yeah, Nas, you shouldn't be nervous. I thought you're the guy to see. See? Sabotage. Why did Nas go through with this? Because you know, you know why he does that? Because he's like, oh, Jay-Z does that. 
Jay-Z rapped Blueprint in two days. <laughs> He's a God rapper. You're supposed to do that too, Nas. Is but that what they told us? That's Nas needs time to write. No, I'm saying, is that the lie they told us that Jay-Z did Blueprint in two days? Yeah, they said yeah, he I haven't even, I haven't even heard Blueprint that in two days, yeah. I don't believe it. They said he did most of it in two days. <laughs> hey, that's what Guru it. said, man. After I saw that one uh, <laughs> movie where it took him like 36 hours to pick one beat, I don't believe that shit. Hey, man, that was his his last album, you know? He well, he had to take his time on that. Uh, okay, so, okay. They said supposedly there was zero post-production done on the album. That's why Nas's vocals sound offbeat a little bit. Most of it was done in the oh final two days. God. It was supposed to be Nas's final album on Def Jam, but because the album was so shitty, Def Jam said, nigga, you owe us another album. And that's why he gave us the poo-poo that's lost taste lost tapes too and she said that that's why lost tapes too is shitty because he was like yeah that's a throwaway i'm not giving y'all heat so y'all remember on the Khaled album major key he had a song called nas album done supposedly there is an album called nas album nas album done and he has other unreleased stuff that's waiting and he gave his worst cuts to def jam for lost tapes too so basically nas because Kanye tried to destroy him, Hit Boys said, hey, brother, why don't you come hang out with me? And then they built this bond and, you know, through, you know, Ye trying to destroy them, they became a legendary duo. So shout out Kanye. Yo, you know, <laughs> yo, I, for, I, for, I forgot that where this started was, look at the good that Kanye gave to the world <laughs> by way of his fuck shit. You know, you know the first thing that that made me think of when you said that? It was like, damn, yo. Jay, Jay was really using Kanye as a weapon to fuck over Nas. Meanwhile, all Nas wants to do is be this nigga friend, yo. <laughs> like, and he told us again on KD3, like, yeah, I text Jay-Z sometimes to talk about to talk he, about takeover. Because he knows this. And I'm still, hold on, man. This guy tried to probably, he probably just tried to kill me again. And I mean, Jay-Z didn't even... Jay-Z didn't even say that much in TakeOver, for real, for Nas to decipher. But everyone everyone says he won the battle. You live in New York for over a decade, Quincy. Doesn't everyone say Jay-Z won the battle? That's it's, the definitely like a six, it's definitely like a 65-35 split. Yeah, that's the I don't understand that. Now. TakeOver, to me, is not that good compared to Ether. Hey, people don't like Ether because of people the... People hate beat. the Ether beat. Yeah. I love that beat. That's a part of the... Same. That's a part of the Nas Picks Whack Beats catalog. That it's beat is not whack. It's you a know? diss track. <laughs> Why do they like that <laughs> fake ass rock and roll shit? That nah, come on, I mean, Takeover is not bad beat. I like the beat too, but nah, man, he's not really he's not really going that hard on it. He's being lazy on it. <laughs> that's the that's it's why talking I, cute shit. It's cool. That's what they like. They like how flavorful it is. They they like that he said. Searchlight Publishing, I know who I paid. And now... Oh, that's nice. That's and nice. yeah, and now they said <laughs> MC Search is selling his Nas catalog. Like, yeah. He shouted him out. He said, I'm getting other people rich. Yeah, he has I'm to say that. Me. What else is he going to say? I got pimped and extorted? But he called Jay-Z a stan. And he said he'll whoop his ass. He's 36 in a karate class. You they don't like tie boho. They don't like that. And he said, burn. He said, what did he say? To the side of your college, burn it to the side of your don't like he was going hard on that. Bro, joint. Like, if, if, if you want to tell me Takeover is a better song, I'm gonna disagree, but I'm not gonna argue you down on it. But lyrically, like Nas hit Jay with more haymakers yeah. on Ether than, than Jay returned on Takeover. Like, the all this, the, the Rockefeller shit that he said, like. Yeah. That was probably better than anything that 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 Jay had to say on Takeover. They like yeah. the one hot album every ten year average. They like said Dame. What do you say, Dame Diddy, Dame Daddy, and Dame Dummy? He went at him too. Like he fella died of AIDS. That was the end of his chapter. That's not true. That's not true. I rock hoes, y'all rock fellas. Like dog, he ripped Jay Z into pieces. Hey, when man. he said y'all niggas deal with emotions like bitches, that's when he got. That's when he was like, you know what? I'm not even gonna like talk shit to you. I'm gonna just be like one on one, man. Like yeah, keep uncle. it real and <laughs> touch your soul with this. Like that was like one of the most realest parts of the song. Like, all right, well, we all agree Nas won, but hey, we'll see. Hold on. I think most people think Nas won. I think that's just like they don't. That's no. like a new New York thing. No, it's not. It's I, an industry thing. 
They all say Jay Z won. Because Jay Z said he lost. Jay won the Jay won the war. Nas won that exchange between Takeover and Ether. I think. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, we all agree. Nas won the battle, but Jay Z won the war. (laughs) But hey, so far we can all agree. Nas's recent input is better than Jay-Z's, you know. Yeah. And I would say out of these, um, the four he's put out, I like this. It's number two for me. Magic is number one, then King's Disease three, then King's Disease two, then King's Disease. That's how I look at it. But for this one, it's like, I don't know. How do y'all feel about Hit Boy as a producer first, uh, Jamal? I think he's amazing. You know, I used to not really like rate him that much. Like, you know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? I didn't really see his uh, talent and genius. I think he's amazing, especially with his beat switches. They're not like those obvious, like beat switching type beats. They really kind of just come out of nowhere and blend in with the song. And like, even how he incorporated like New York state of mind and, and all those older Nas songs in that one track, that was pretty crazy. So I think Hit Boy can do everything. He's very versatile. He can do anything, like trap stuff. He can do like sample type stuff. He can do like the um, I think it's the second track where there's really like no drums. It's just like a it's, you know, what I mean, just like a sample going over and over. He can do everything. And he did um, didn't he did he do mercy? Uh nah, that was uh I think S1 and uh oh, shit. all the homies. But he has like a he has niggas and bears, the song you hate. He did Niggas in Paris and he did Click, right? I mean, he did like half of Watch the Throne, I think. Eh, a couple tracks. He did Click, though, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he can even do like the party stuff, too. So he's he's just one of the most like versatile producers to me. He's one of the best right now. And well, talk about beat switches. He was one of the producers on Sicko Mode. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And That's crazy. Beat, beat switching is starting i feel like it's starting to really become this thing where it's like you know who's good at doing it and who really is just trying to pretend like Mm -hmm. there's there's that one track on here where i wasn't even like caught off guard i wasn't even really caught by the lyrics as much it's like yeah he there were like four beat switches where like he will introduce an element and then drop it out and then bring it back at the end where i was just like yo this is actually like a master class on how to do this shit the right way. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I remember when Lil Baby dropped a couple weeks ago, there was there was a joint on there. I think the joint with um with Nardo Wick. Yeah. Where like the beat switch and I was just like, what was the, like, what was the point of this shit? <laughs> like these should have been two separate two different songs, songs. altogether. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and the song got worse after the beat switch on top of that. Like, That's how Drake and Future do their beat switches a lot. Ah, see, there you go, there you go. It I, is Grammy, Grammys. That beat switch is hard. That beat switch is, hard. and then the other one where it's hard. The one where they're pretending like they're taking out the trash and shit, and they have like they have regular jobs. Life is good. Yeah, I don't like life is good. Yeah, that oh, beat switch was two separate yeah. songs. Yeah, that is two separate songs, but Grammys is hard. But um, see, I don't know. I think with Hit Boy, I'm more. I think I'm more of the other side, like. Another thing that I think motivated him is when he got beat up by Boy Wonder and their, like, you know, impromptu verses that they did that was inspired by the Joe Budden pod. And, you know, they went at it and Hit Boy got boom-basted. I think that kind of hurt his ego a little bit. And, yeah, they hey, you got to take L's to bounce back. You know, that's a part of life. You have a flawless catalog. You're never going to try to experiment, push yourself to try to do something different. And with Hit Boy, I don't know. Some of these beats, it's like, I wish Nas just got Alchemist or Mad Lib or Primo to do it. It's like some of them, it sounds like boom bap type beats. And then other joints are like, oh, yeah, only Hit Boy can do this. Like um, like you mentioned, uh, Jamal, the five heartbeat sample that he just loops it. It's like something Alchemist or Mad Lib would do. But then when he drops it and adds the drums, I'm like, eh, I don't really like the drums. But it's like, all right. But for example, like Thun, that beats hard. I love that beat. Yeah, that beats crazy. Mm-hmm. 
but it seems it seems like to me like Nas is trying to like I feel like that's what Hit Boy is for to not allow him to be in the Alchemist Mad Lib bag. It seems like Nas doesn't want to be there for some reason. Yeah, I I think so. I think he sees what the underground has been doing. I think he sees they're all doing Mad Lib and Alchemist albums. He doesn't want to be another one doing that. I think also working with someone versatile and young like Hit Boy can give him a different bounce. He probably does want to move differently. Y'all can attest he has a lot of flows. He's flipping a lot of styles on this. He probably wouldn't be able to do that on a Mad Lib or Alchemist album when it's just drumless loops. Almost too natural. Like, like, like Hit Boy pushes him like just enough to like still be himself, but try to modernize it just a, like just enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, Definitely modernize. Yeah, I'm on fire. I like that. Like, I like the I like the drums on that. I like you know the loop. Um, what else? Get light. That's a joint that eh, at first I didn't like it. <laughs> It's like a you know Salam Remy ish you know salute to Salam Remy but you know one of those breakbeat joints it's cool it's not bad but it's like that was like the first song that it's like eh for me but um first time I like that song a lot Jamal calls it a for the love of hip hop song you know it's reminiscent of the Tupac song old school from Me Against mm-hmm. the World you know people doing those type of songs that you know show love to the craft of the game or when did you first fall in love like do y'all remember the first time y'all heard Nas by any chance if I rule the world yeah both of y'all you said if I rule the world so it was written okay yep me was um it was probably hate me now or it was either hate me now or one mic the first time I like heard him without actually knowing who he was yeah, I remember my dad was like, "Yeah, that's this is Nas," and like, you know, what I mean, he was kind of like hyping him up. And I like, I remember like when that song was like out as a kid. If I rule the world, that's the earliest Nas song I can remember. But yeah. then, of course, like later on, it was probably like "Hate Me Now," Nostradamus is when my brother was playing that album. Yeah, like for me, it is it's definitely "Hate Me Now." I remember that video vividly. Like, it's Sorry. "Hate Me Now" for sure. Like. But that's the thing, um, you know, the way you're introduced to someone is the way you're always going to kind of view them. And, you know, with Nas, he's always had to deal with the shell of Illmatic. Can you live up to that? People called him a sellout for making it was written. <laughs> but like we talked about earlier about the major leagues, Nas made that album to compete in the major leagues of rap mm-hmm. because uh, you know, commercially, because, yeah, Illmatic, everyone called it a masterpiece from day one. But if y'all remember, the Source Awards, who do they give Rapper of the Year to and Album of the Year to? Biggie, Ready to Die. Why? Because it sold more records. It had the bigger hit songs. Even though the consensus was Illmatic was the better album, they gave Biggie the props for being the Rapper of the Year, Versa of the Year, whoop de whoop because, you know, he was selling the records and making the hard songs. So I felt like Nas felt like, hey, I got to compete. And then it was written, goes double platinum, but people call him a sellout. It's weird like that. Which is funny, because didn't, didn't it take Illmatic like like 10 years to go platinum or, or some, something yeah, crazy? Yeah, seven like years. It, went, it took seven years to go platinum. It officially went platinum on my birthday, December 11th, 2001. So yeah, like seven and a half years. The underground fans don't give their favorite artists any incentives to stay how they want them to. <laughs> yeah, and and you wanted to be to be hip hop, hip hop forever, please. <laughs> they don't. They rappers, don't. Like when you got rappers like Blue moving lost. Like Premier DJ Blue. Premier said he never went platinum. I didn't know that. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah they, that's why Nas said on the Untitled album when he said, "I'll just go gold with it." Like. I'm going to stop playing the politics games of an industry and just go gold because <laughs> he knows. Yeah, that's what the that's the pinnacle of the hip hop, hip hop. Like I told you, Black Star went gold. Most Def went gold. Common went gold. They didn't go platinum. And and it's going to be hard for you to top Illmatic, like unless you sure. 
unless you bring back Q-Tip, um, DJ Premier. Didn't he have Pete Rock on there too? Yeah, well, Pete Rock, you know, he he threw a shot at Pete Rock. So yeah. Pete Rock, yeah. But that's just like that's like some you have like some of the best producers all on your album. Like that's crazy. That's that's like modern, like how Future did with DS2 with like Metro and Southside and Sony Digital and Zaytoven, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Nas yeah. did like the super hip hop version of that. So like that's gonna be hard and, to top. And on top of the producer thing, it's just like Illmatic just has this like element to it that you can't replicate again. Like part of what made it so dope was the fact was almost like how raw it actually was. You know what I'm saying? Like it whereas like like Illmatic's always going to be considered like the better album, but it was written is probably like a more, if you want to get into the super like rap nerd shit, like a more technically like proficient album as far as like how he's rapping, his cadences and shit. But what mm-hmm. made Illmatic dope was like the fact that he really just sounds like a 19 year old that kind of just like grabbed this microphone for the first time and had been writing for a while, but didn't really put it all together until like that moment that they hit record on that shit like he's he's like rapping on like he's writing his rhymes on the subway rapping on the block type stuff yeah exactly that's the vibes i get it's the young prophet he's the evolution of rakim kane cool g rap because that's the thing that you know we forget about the rappers back then when krs all these guys were putting out their first albums they were teenagers too it's not like rap today that these dudes be putting out their first albums in their mid to late twenties. How old was French Montana when he put out his album? His first album. He might have been 28, 29. He wasn't 32? Yeah. Who knows? He might have, he might have been. He might have been wine. I don't uh, know. He might have been, but do you like French Montana, Quasi? Um, I did up until Mac and Cheese 3. Yeah, and then he 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 lost me after Mac and Cheese three. Mac and Cheese three, that was fire. Hey. No, I'm saying I'm saying after Mac and Cheese oh, three, that's that's man. when yo Mac Mac and Cheese three was was hard. Yeah. And and bro, growing like some of my closest friends, bros from uh from Syracuse are, are Harlem niggas too. So like yeah. when I tell you like we could not go anywhere without hearing that. Uh, Blood is thicker than water. <laughs> but yeah, I think he just, I don't even want to talk about French, but he just got to a point where like he stopped actually trying to make music and just started chasing hits. I feel like Pop That, in a, from a longevity standpoint, was probably like the worst the worst thing that could have happened to him in a, in a sense, right? Because I'm sure that shit did great things from like from a financial standpoint and everything else but i feel like once he got a hit of like what it felt like to do a song with rick ross and 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 be everywhere he just kept chasing that moment and never could really like capture that for real for real and drake you know trying to always get the stimulus package with drake and he's the stimulus package king the industry seemed like it made it seem like they felt like they owed french how much they helped him out they love French Montana. He's a nice guy, like Rich the Kid. They're both they're nice guys, like Jay Worthy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, but back to the Nas album. Um, if y'all would have to give this a score, we know it's early, but what would y'all give it? Out of what? Out of five or out of ten, whatever your system is. I'll say. If we're doing like uh who did the the five mic, that's the source, right? Yeah. If we're doing like the, the source system, I'd give it probably like uh I'll give it a three and a half, and I'll give KD two, which is my favorite one, a four. Okay. See, I would give this one a four, KD two, like a three seven five KD. A three and a half magic of four two five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe Man, four and know. a half. I really yeah. love magic. I love it. With the decimals. Yeah, you know, I gotta get mathematics with it. What about you, Jamal? If you had to give King's Disease three a score. I wanted to give it a four, but I'm gonna give it a three seven five only because like this new Nas is tight. 
but I still kind of want him to be kind of like how he was like on You're the Man and you know what I mean? Get kind of like I like when he gets like oh, that's what I'm saying. Those beats are better. That's what I'm saying. But even just what he was rapping about. Good producer, but it's like his beats. I get it. Nas wants a different bounce right now. He doesn't want to always be the philosopher. Like the songs that I used to not like from Nas, like the reasons why I don't like King's Disease and King's Disease 2 as much is because of, you know, the young nigga songs he tries to do with yeah. Dirk and Dong Tolliver and YG. I don't need mm-hmm. that's the why joint Bla- the joint with Blast was I. Yeah, yeah, I like that joint. Uh yeah, that joint's dope. Yeah. The brunch on brunch, Sundays. Yeah, the brunch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to LeBron, uh Russell Westbrook, Swiss Beats, they pulled up to the video in the all white, you know. But uh yeah, like that song is dope. Like I like that vibe, but the other songs like, hey, I'm trying to be with the kids. What's the song he did with Fabio Foreign? Like, I don't need that. that I hate it when they do those so terrible. <laughs> I hate when they do those New York, like, you know, when New York wants to show us that they know how to party sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Those kind of beats. <laughs> like, I don't like those. It's like New York is like, hey, we know how to have fun too. Exactly. That's why, that's how I look at Get Light. That's what I look at, like, oh, that's the 80s Park Jam song, but I get it. Like, I get that he wants to have fun. Like, Beef, that's like a conceptual song I didn't like as much. Um, yeah, it wasn't as, if it was old Nas, he would have got, he would have got like, he would have got way more in there, but I still like that. Though, yeah, it's cool, but it's, it's like, like, hey, but it's like, hey, you gave us, I gave you power. You gave us Rewind. You gave yeah. us Fried Chicken on Untitled. You gave yeah. us the joint when you was a cockroach. Like, hey, bro, you've been too advanced. You can't give us I'm beef. I'm old like that. I was talk about uh, Twitter thousand beef. foot thousand foot fence. Yeah, I'm sorry, Uncle, but <laughs> but don't shoot was cool. But I I like till my last breath. That shout out the Mets, y'all y'all know the Mets trumpet player that he has the song for the closer. Yeah, Hit Boy flipped the beat for the closer, and yeah, I like that as an outro as a bonus track. Um, once a man, twice a child. That's like second childhood part two. That was cool. I like that. Like, I actually didn't like that joint. Yeah, I like it was cool. It had, it had to grow on me, but yeah. I, I just like it because rappers don't do none of that anymore. <laughs> like they don't talk about like their kids and like their life and talk about like I mean, I know a lot of people don't be having dads and stuff, but they don't talk about like their grandfather or their dad and you know what I mean. I just like that. That's why I like the beef song because people don't do conceptual songs like that as much. I just like that he added some elements of like what I know Nas for yeah. on different songs yeah. of this. I, I, I can appreciate like my thing with I think this whole stretch of albums is like even if he does some shit that I don't really fuck with, I still appreciate him taking the shot because the thing about it is like hip hop is so young in comparison to so many other genres that like dudes like Nas and Jay-Z are like trying to figure out in real time what it means to like be a rapper when you're almost 50 years old and like there's nobody else that's like poised to really do that and so sometimes it's dope and other times I felt like once a man twice a child was a little it was a little clunky Mm -hmm. I was just like it's a dope concept but the way you're getting it across seems kind of like I don't know it's not it's not quite hitting for me but I still appreciate the fact that you're trying to like look for new shit to rap about from the perspective of somebody that's like in your age bracket, but still make it like valuable to me in my early thirties. And like Jay, Jay does it too, but like his shit was all like four, four, four or rapping about like collecting Basquiat's and cryptocurrency and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, I was going to ask who, who do y'all, who else do y'all feel like has actually like aged gracefully gracefully from where they started to where they're at now? For me, it's like those two. And then not for nothing, Jadakiss put out a really good album like within the last like two years that I feel like was pretty slept on because it came out right before the pandemic, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. or not too long before. Um, um, this going to be a random one. Um, I think E-40 has aged pretty gracefully compared to what i used to know him as um styles i I'm, i can't say from firsthand but i heard styles has done a few dope things in the 2010s but um e40 is the first one that comes to mind for me because his like nope song was really really good i feel like he's a better rapper than he was before 
Cause he used to rap wild as shit back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> he was so stout, man. I, yeah, I like E Forty still. He put out a dope album like two years ago that I really like. Um, uh, Scarface. He last put out his album twenty fifteen, Deeply Rooted, but that album was fire. Um, oh yeah, and of course, Pusha T. Yeah, Pusha T. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Push. Um, who else would I say has aged well? Cause one example of a guy that hasn't aged as well as I like, but he kind of did at the beginning of the 2010s in the middle of the 2010s is Snoop. But now, oh. now he's trapped in the metaverse. And ever since he's been wearing that doggy style, he's been wearing that doggy style jacket for like three years. We get it. You bought your, you bought it back. But that gangster girls he put out with DJ drama. Oh my God. He ages horribly. <laughs> like he, he uses like, Jabberwocky beats to rap on. <laughs> yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. It's annoying because I get it when he was doing the hey, I'm gonna do a gospel album, hey, I'm gonna do a reggae album. But in the midst of that, he made a fire album with Dame Funk, Seven Days of Funk. Then he did the Bush album with Pharrell. That was dope. Should have stayed in that bag. But now he's yeah, he's trying to, I don't know, man. And he keeps working with this guy, October London. Stop it, man! <laughs> little singer dude, he's he's low. But, but would y'all would y'all would y'all throw Gucci on that list? Yeah, I was gonna say Gucci. Yeah, he's he's rapping very well. He's rap like we talked about it up before. Out of Jeezy, Ti, uh, Gucci, Jeezy, and Ti have don't rap as good as Gucci right now. Gucci mm-hmm. raps way better than them. He's been blacking out. And it's sad, though, that um he rapped, you know, the song for Takeoff. And then last year, today is a year since Young Dolph died. He made a song about Dolph passing away, too. It's sad that, you know, that's what, you know, gets people to pay attention to his rapping skills when they don't really pay attention to his other stuff. But, yeah, Gucci is getting better. Yeah, that's a good shout out. Juicy J aged well for a little while, and then you know he got tired again. I guess <laughs> you ain't you you ain't find it weird when he signed to Wiz. I like the music that came from that, but I still just thought it was like strange. Like, why is this nigga Taylor Gang all of a sudden? I yeah, thought it was I mean, weird. I get it. It's like it's like he wanted to sign to a young nigga that like put him on. It was kind of like the push thing. Like, hey, you're the president of the label now, so that's what it was. It was like, all right, I signed, but then I get an executive role. So I kind of got it. Like he did do some cool moves. I think he's the one that signed Ty Dollar Sign or something. So yeah, and I think Ty Dollar Sign is still there. <laughs> he's still trapped on him over there. Which is interesting. Like that's kind of crazy. Like Wiz really has Ty Dollar Sign, and hey, I think Ty Dollar Sign likes it there. Do you remember Chris Hollis from Pittsburgh? Yeah, of course. Well, all the hats. Yeah, yeah, you know he signed the Taylor Gang. Shout out Chris, man. Yeah, we went to school with him. He used to have. All the hats stacked up on the joint. He's from Pittsburgh. His cousin is Sledrin. Yep. Another legendary oh, producer. Yeah. So shout out to Chris. Yeah. But Wiz is a guy. He has an age as well. Yeah. I don't know what happened. He became a jujitsu artist uh, and, uh, you know, fighting. And I don't know what happened. 50 Cent probably could have aged well, but he killed off his brand of music by beefing with everybody and killed New York rap. He didn't so, kill New York rap. That's another. Yes, he did. No, he killed New York rap. He took down all the empires. I took I, out I, Murder Inc. He went at uh, D Block. He went at Terror Squad. <laughs> Nigga, he went. He went at G Unit. I was I was thinking about this shit before we hopped on. I don't know what it is, son. But whenever I think, whenever like I think of Jamal, like. Young, like for some reason, like Young Buck comes to mind. Yeah, Young Buck. I feel like because I was a Young Buck fan, man. Embarrassed. Well, was you still are embarrassed to say now, but yeah, you still respect. Nah, him. nah, you, 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 you nah. I, I wouldn't be embarrassed of that shit, bro. At the time, like not musically, I'm not embarrassed. You know, for other oh, reasons. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, nah, you should should embrace that. That's your big homie. Man, one I mean, love, no disrespect. One no love, disrespect to. No disrespect to anybody and you know how they choose to live their life, but you know, it's just yeah. So oh Jamal, you're not hip hop hip hop anymore. What what happened? Why don't you love Young Buck anymore? I mean, I like him on the Back for Mercy album. I don't really like his album songs that much. He has a lot of like yeah. Eminem beats. Uh, all right. I like his song with Mr. Porter, the dude from uh D12. 
but uh, a lot of the other ones is just too Eminem soldier march step type shit on there. That's what you. That's what you <laughs> liked back then. You were a soldier. You had a shoe. <laughs> no, I never had the tank top <laughs> or the shoes. I never had the shoes either. No, you yeah, were bro. Man, looking straight. I never had S dots either. Uh dang. All right, Jamal. So why don't you break down this topic? You think I lost my ways? I yeah, you know, Dan, I, I, I like the Nas album more than both of y'all. Come so on, you man. know, growing up, basically, Dan's favorite rapper when we were young was KRS-One. Is that Biggie. true, Quincy? <laughs> Hold on, was that, was that true? Yo, that's why. KRS-One was his favorite rapper. <laughs> Is that a true? nine-year, a nine-year-old favorite rapper. Yeah, it was KRS-One. Yeah. Is crazy. Is this? Is that true? I don't remember this. I feel KRS like and Biggie. I feel like Dan had a Dan had a healthy respect for. Yeah, I said. For, for, for yeah, we were talking about top five rappers. I said KRS One is a top five rapper of all time because I was on my Dan Baylor swag and I didn't want to put Jay Z and Tupac in my top five, so I had to boost up KRS and I think Rakim, maybe even Big Daddy Kane. I was I was cooking books. Yeah, that's what you were into back in the day. So basically, once we um ended up at Norfolk State and um Dan started indulging in certain vices. That's when um Gucci Man and Future and me But I like Gucci in high school. You couldn't nah, deny he it. Didn't like, he didn't like Gucci. Yes I nah. did. The gangster grills wasted. Yeah you couldn't deny it. Wasted didn't come out till we were in college. No it didn't. It came out senior year. You can look it up March 2009. I remember listening to it in the computer lab before spring break. Even he didn't like it in high school. Yes, I did. He didn't like Gucci till Norfolk State. Nah, Anyways, I, Norfolk it State. It was all turned, the same year, 2008, 2009. By then, Gucci was undeniable. Norfolk State turned this man out, and he's been a down south trapper ever since. He still liked Currency. He liked Freddie Gibbs a little bit back then. He likes Freddie Gibbs more now than he did back then. He did like Currency and Wiz Heavy, but he is a Atlanta trapper now. He doesn't like Nas as much. He doesn't like I all just, that. I'm like, I still look, see, look how see, that's why they call you Black Bayless. They know you're trying to twist things and you're a capper. No, it's true, man. You don't really re you like rappers who rap about drugs and sex and I've always liked that. I love Biggie. I love the clips since I was a little kid. It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing. It's only like I love UGK back then. He won't give Joey Badass a chance. Yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, brother. Yo, this nigga Dan sent me the funniest text about Joey Badass like a couple months back. <laughs> nigga was like, yo. I was like, yo, I don't I don't need a nigga that's younger than me to tell me how, how 1999 was. <laughs> I was already there. What's that? Come on, man. Nigga, what it is is a, a good-ass album. Yeah, yeah. I like waves. I like the beat waves. That was a nice beat. But yeah, other than that, I'm cool. But that's the thing. It's like I like UGK back then. I've always liked street rappers. So it's just they got better. Sorry, the underground guys, they didn't step up. Like I still listen to Black Stars album this year. I still listen to um Donda 2. I still listen to it. I still he likes Mac Homie. Yeah, I like Mac Homie. I fuck with I Pray for Paris. That's my shit. I, I do feel like the underground hasn't really been able to keep up like they used to be they able did. to. I mean, they, there's still a lot of talent. I like Jay Worthy. There's still... But, yeah, like, the, I don't think... a lot of good I, artists out there. But I don't... Like, I, when, I say under, when I say underground, I mean, like, like there's no, like, most deaf type people. Like, Jay Worthy's not really like that to me. Well, yeah, I mean... The, He's like a swag rapper. Yeah, the quote-unquote conscious rapper doesn't exist anymore, if you will. Shout out Stove God Cook, Syracuse Finest. You, you, I mean, I guess Earth Gang is trying, but I don't know. that. that yeah, Dan doesn't respect yeah. Earth Gang. It doesn't move me. It was all right. Bro, that that was a that that's one of my favorite albums this year. I'm not I'm not even gonna hold you. Bro. It was okay, but it was better than the West Side Boogie. His therapy album. I was like, oh Lord, he has a therapy album too. Yeah, I didn't like that. This is gonna sound so messed up. Boogie just needs to get back to blood in again. I don't want to hear him. <laughs> but trying, trying to be like Kendrick anymore. Hey, Man, but see, now, now this album, hey. Now, now, now y'all about to get me on my soapbox, yo, because West Side Boogie, that's that's probably like my favorite album this year on, on like some hip hop shit. Yeah. Hip hop, hip hop. That's number one. 
I'm I'm saying I just feel like all right, this is gonna sound this is gonna sound kind of blasphemous, but when I think about Boogie's like catalog as a whole, I feel like this was almost like his version of like a take care in a way. Like in the sense that I felt like he checked all the different boxes of like all the different kinds of songs that I want on like a singular album. And then he gave you all the shit that he gave me all the shit that I want from from an album, right? Like it was good concepts. His his wordplay and his punchlines are have always been like more top tier than I think he gets credit for. The skits were fire. Pretty much all the production was on point. I that 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 was my shit this year. Honestly, I know we were supposed to talk about album of the year, and this shit would never be in consideration for that. Nah, um, you know, for, you could say it, but from like uh, if I'm just thinking about it in terms of like strictly quality, I feel like that that for me that that joint was like up there. Yeah, see, my album of the year is it's almost dry, just off. The rapping ability uh, that Pusha continues to exude and he continues to get better. I like how Pharrell pushed him to double down on this villain character, being the super villain of rap, being the Moses of cocaine, if you will, as he likes to say. Hmm. He took it to another level. I even like the ad libs he was having. Like, I feel like like how he said he wanted it to kind of be a versus between Kanye and Pharrell, I think they both did step up in their own ways. Some of those beats that Ye was doing, like um, Hear Me Clearly, that joint's crazy. Of course, Diet Coke is foolish. Like um, even what's the joint? The um dang, what's the sample? Um, I think it's like track three. It's like uh forgot not Teddy Pendergrass, one of those Donnie Hathaway sample. The dreaming in the past, that sample is foolish. And of course, Pharrell with Brambleton, open air, like yeah. Do you I, like Brambleton just, was, Brambleton was crazy. Do you like the um just remember who you who how's it? You know, oh yeah, just, just yeah, it's just so you know who you're dealing with or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that joint's hard. But yeah, and another thing, Nas was supposed to be on Hear Me Clearly, but he didn't want to, yeah, he didn't show up, doesn't want to rap with Pusha T. He's yeah, not, Dan knows all of Nas's shortcomings. He knows him because I'm a Nas fan. I know he didn't want to rap with Biggie. He admitted it. He said I should have done the "Give Me the Loot" remix. He should have been on a uh, Brown Sugar. Weren't they smoking Brown. weed? Too much weed? I, that's what not. You know, Nas was supposed to be on the Brown Sugar remix. He didn't want to do it. That's why AZ's on it. He was supposed to be on the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Didn't want to do it. This guy. Nas should be the greatest rapper of all time if he just worked harder. But hey, but he's on my president is black. That's not good enough for you. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, hey, I got something interesting. Now I want you to say, Jamal, you said that you think Nas is like the the if rap was a human being. You said what? You're saying he's like the purest rapper, like you said. Yeah. is that basically you saying that he's like the best because you're saying he's the most complete? Uh, I won't say that he's the best. I just think, like I said, like this is a kind of a cheesy analogy, but it is. That's what if if rap was like a human being to me, it would be Nas because he checks all the boxes. He won a beef. He can make a few party songs like the joint with genuine. That's the ultimate slap that I love that y'all Nas fans don't like. No, I like Um, that song. He's very conscious. He's very um, of the essence. Like you said, he's like the child of Rakim and KRS. And I just like, you know, Jay-Z like is more like how Dan said, he talks about Basquiat's and stuff like that. He's more on the flashier you know, like he's a consumerist. Yeah, I just feel like Nas, is, and that's cool too. Nas is kind of like how rappers were when it started. Well, at least my consideration of it starting, like with Melly Mel. I don't really count rappers delight in them. And but. Nas has his Bitcoin raps and his his yeah. <laughs> but I just yeah, I just think he's the most he said purest he was the, rapper. the Scarface of cryptocurrency, nasty. He's the most purest rapper too, because even though he's real conscious, conscious, uh, he's also like a star. He's like the, 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 the conscious rapper that got the most stardom too. Nobody else. He's like the the, the pinnacle of that of that lane. Yeah, basically. Tupac, keep your head up and all those songs. Is he not the pinnacle of consciousness? Did he not 
Does he not have a classic beef song? He kind of won that. Beef. He's not the pinnacle of consciousness to me because his consciousness is kind of like only about like having like a thug mentality and having like a lot of heart and like riding and <laughs> not being scared and not being scared of death and stuff like that. He's not having like keep your head up as him about that. What yeah, that's that? true. That's true. And he has Brenda's baby. baby. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But he stopped doing that fast. Just like that, after juice, he was trying after juice, he became his character. So, nah, nah, can you get away when he was trying to save a woman from an abusive relationship? Nah, he was still trying to be conscious, yeah, but he wanted to hit it. That's what he wanted to do. He wasn't trying to, hey, that's what sometimes to save a youngin', you have to do that, though. He just wanted to get take her out, like, yeah, but can you get away? He's trying to save her, he was trying to take her out. I mean, Tupac is one of the most complete rappers, but he passed away so you know just why it's like the same reason why jay-z's the best he outlasted jay-z's the greatest he has the best resume that's what i mean the greatest but yeah i just that's for me he's the most complete rapper i ever heard but but yeah wait so who's the who's the best for you then biggie as far as just pure rapping ability i feel like biggie can rap on anything effortlessly any beat like to me biggie doesn't even have a flow yeah because he just can do whatever what the yeah. be like he don't got like a flow he he doesn't do the same thing a lot like you can mimic a jay-z flow you can mimic a tupac flow easily yeah you can mimic a biggie flow if you're really a student but he does anything on any because yeah, push it tease a biggie baby he loves using biggie flows here and there sprinkling it yeah but yeah hey this was a great episode man i had a lot of fun dan thinks yeah, eminem is the best yeah, huh? man Dan thinks Eminem's the best. Man, you, everybody knows that's Jamal's favorite rapper. Jamal's in the deck. Domestic violence rap. You know, y'all know he's sick. I'm not an Eminem fan. Before we go, Glorilla, best female rapper right now? I think yes. Her Easily. It's hard, except for that one weird song. He was yeah, that song was Jamal. weird as hell. <laughs> um, She's definitely the best right now. She's she's dope. They call her, They say they say she's a unisex rapper. Yeah, I was bumping her. Listen, yesterday I was bumping her shit. Went to go scoop up one of my mans. He came in the whip, started moving his head fast. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> you can't deny it, man. It she good. said she used to feel bad for Annie Mae, but she'll slap the fuck out of nigga if you don't eat the, the cake. cake. There you go. <laughs> Yo, just... <laughs> Yo, I, I gotta tell the, the number of times I've referred to uh Glorilla as a baritone sister. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, in that episode, man, yo, I, I appreciate the invite, bro, and, and y'all keep doing y'all thing, man. Y'all, y'all are really doing something, something really dope here, bro, for real. Hey, we appreciate it, man. Shout definitely, out to convos, Quincy, you definitely coming back. We got to let y'all, man. Y'all stay blessed out there. Shut, yeah, man. Have a good one, my brother. It was nice talking to you, man.